Hello, Victoria. How are you today? I'm that good. I really am. <laughs> are you feeling special? Yeah. Uh, oh what does that mean? <laughs> are you a pet owner? A pet owner? Yeah, do you have you a pet? You know I'm not. Well, no, I just have an extremely difficult quasi-Italian <laughs> man to manage. <laughs> a 54-year-old. <laughs> I just wondered if you were a pet owner and whether you what, you, what your views were on, on cats and dogs. and have you, have you ever owned a cat or dog? Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> you want to say rude things. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> Don't you? I, was just, I, 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 I wonder uh, if that's our Mediterranean heritage, that we like this kind of scatological <laughs> sort of fnaf-nar stuff. Well, it's just that I was looking at this cat that came into the garden and it was... It's not my cat. It's just this ginger tom that wanders around like it owns the place. And there's like a sort of a wooden table in in, in the garden. And it sat on this table and it sort of stuck one of its back legs up in the air, leant forward and started licking its own anus. And then I sort of tapped on the window and it sort of looked up at me, but without moving from that position. It just looked at me sort of with legs akimbo. <laughs> Shall we, can we go back to the pets question for those of you who are intrigued? <laughs> by this in a moment can we put your lovely image on hold okay because i've got some serious podcasting to do i don't know about you okay who are you i want to know who you are oh um can't remember <laughs> i'm victoria mitzi i'm a journalist and i have my fingers in lots of pies as well as you probably know i'm also a nanny to ben ando i'm a <laughs> ando nanny benny uh nanny <laughs> ben Anni. Um, I'm ben Anni. Be uh, well, I'm I'm the um, aforementioned Ben Ando who clearly needs nannying. I'm a <laughs> um, very middle-aged, very... Uh, I don't know, I don't think I'm middle of the road, but I'm definitely middle-aged. Former BBC News correspondent, former ITN News correspondent, and now I'm just kind of podcasting. Living my best life. Ben? I've put my Christmas decorations up as well. To, I know, we, we all got told about your life raft of a Christmas tree last week. Is that your <laughs> well, other story? My, my lazy Except boy pop up anus. My lazy boy pop up Christmas tree that takes ten seconds. What have we got for you today? We've got more sex crime. Yeah, we know. Oh, honestly, not these everybody, days, not just me, loves a sex crime. I know yeah, but, you love it too. Yeah, yeah, but you love it, and all I get from you is, oh, let's do this sex crime. Let's do this sex crime. Let's you do this sex say crime. That, and I want. It was because we did sex crime last week and mm. then something else just rings my bell. But actually, my beautiful listeners who I do this for, they've been sending in this same story about this chappy, Sinaga is his name, serial rapist, and now the total, the tally of the men that he abused has gone up to 206 in such an unbelievable way. You'll, you'll know it. He's described as Britain's most prolific rapist. This is it! Because Richard Baker, who we did last week, well, we didn't do him, we <laughs> featured him uh, last week, was Britain's most prolific sex offender. So don't say that we don't give you the most of the most. <laughs> the, the, the biggest and the least best. Um, but this guy, Reynard Sinaga, I mean, he makes Richard Baker look like a complete amateur. The thing is with Richard Baker, I'd believe it to look at that mugshot. This mugshot of this slight little chappy, you know me, judging on looks and court presence is another of my favourites. That's how I judge the criminals. <laughs> That's how every juror in the land judges a criminal. You're not alone. That's true. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> it's an alo Welcome to our Hello Hello podcast. <laughs> OK, and what else we've got for you? We've got a little bit more about Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Maxwell. Jizzy Wizzy. Someone stumped up the cash for Jizz Lane. Jizzy G. And then maybe just a very quick mention of a fiasco in New Zealand. It's quite funny. Oh, yes. And again, it's so funny how 
our listeners are that's you pick up on the same crimes and <laughs> uh and, and i get different viewpoints which is interesting as well Aren't we going to talk about that fake game show that you just sent me and sent me reeling because it was five minutes to recording the podcast? And I was like, that's too good, but why does he always do it? I don't know if you're the same, oh, lovely listeners, whether you're about to crack on with something that someone throws a little curveball in there and you're like, I'm all planned. And that's what's caused me to be all vacuous and shaken and goldfish-like today because Ben doesn't, isn't nice to me. But you're a breaking news hack. You can cope with it. Well, it's not breaking news. We've got an entire week to prepare. You do nothing until the last minute. <gasps> Ooh, that may be true, but it's harsh. Anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. Can I just say, uh, I'd love to apply that statement to all of these crimes as well. Yes, <laughs> it may be true, but it's harsh. Mm. <laughs> okay, um, right. I think they say go figure in America. Go figure. They do. I'd also like to say, I don't know if she listened to our podcast, RIP Dame Barbara Windsor. Well, she's not listening now. Oh, very sad. Poor Barbara. That- no, having said that, she was a, she had a fantastic, amazing life. She was a real, you know, proper uh, English-style showbiz star. I mean, all the stories that you hear about how she's always got time for people. She's not one of these snooty, sniffy, up-their-own-ass type celebrities. She seems like a really genuine, genuinely lovely person. So, Quite yes, R.I.P. amongst Babs. the acting glitterati. If you don't know, if you're one of our international crew, Barbara Windsor was, oh, you'll know Carry On Laughing. That's international, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, Carry On films are pretty international, aren't they? Or are they uniquely British? I mean, they are a uniquely British sort of brand of bawdy humour. But I don't... I mean, did they did they travel abroad? Or are they one of those things where we... They, they've kind of been with us for as, as long as we can all remember, you know, on TV and so on and so forth, and still on now. I mean, there's probably a Carry On film on TV right now. You know, Kenneth Williams' as Citizen Camembert or something. But... Do, um, <laughs> do you know what I'd love to know from... Especially our American friends, or if you watch American TV, have you seen Carry On Laughing? I'm really interested in British shows that export, because some that you think would, don't, and vice versa. Which is your favourite Carry On film? I don't really know the difference. Well, uh, it was Carry On Doctors and yeah, Nurses, wasn't that it? That was one of the first ones. That was one of the, one of the ones that introduced Barbara Windsor, I think, when she was um, the nurse. And she, she walks into the ward, sort of like sticking her boobs out in like a tiny little nurse's outfit that they used to wear in the like 1960s and Sid James is in bed having his temperature taken with his thermometer beside him and it's sort of the, the top pops off. I'm Nurse May. I was told to report here, sister. I'll be with you in a moment. Hi. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with this because I think that our humour is akin to the FNAF FNAF. It is a bit like that, yeah. And I think my favourite was possibly, I mean, there was um, Carry On Cleo was great with um, was a lovely Fenella Fielding as um, sort of some kind of Morticia type character. Uh, Jim Dale. I don't know, was Barbara Windsor in that one? I'm not sure she was. Um, and then there was the, uh, the Carry On Camping is the famous one, isn't it? Where Kenneth Williams is sort of like the Jim, kind of like the exercise instructor and they're sort of doing their arms out and back in the way that sort of British people seem to exercise in the 1970s and her bra flies off. <laughs> I can't go camping without thinking about carry on camping. Can you? No, I can't. It's true. Camping is such a 60s preoccupation, isn't it, really? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh, dear. Where's your ground sheet? Anyway. 
Anyway, um, um, Sinaga. So yeah, but Sinaga wasn't camping. Well, I suppose he was camp. He was. Um, he was <laughs> not picking... necessarily. No, not well. He, he looks like, to me. He, he can be I mean, gay or not camp. But you know, so. you said a minute ago how he was really slight and you can't believe he raped all these men. Well, to yeah. me, he looks like a classic little gay twink. And I think that oh he. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> he does. Said that's, that. a, that's that's a well-known thing amongst my gay friends. They will talk about it all the time. It's not like a anything a wrong. A twink. A twink. Yeah. That sounds a bit derogatory to me. I don't think. I think it's just a. It's like a. It's like, is a is bear derogatory? No, because that's cuddly. Twink sounds a bit mean. Well, twink is kind of like a very slight little sort of submissive gay man. That's my understanding. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. I'm glad you spelled that out. Otherwise, so he, I might so, have to cut so, it out. So, I'm, so Sinaga would pick up these men. They'd go back to his place. But what they didn't know was that he was about to drug them. He would give them a drink, presumably with, you know, he'd roofie them. There'd be, you know, some kind of a, a drug in the drink. What and did you say, roofie? Yeah, roofie. He, he would What's use that? rohypnol or some kind of, um, you know, one of those... What um, does roofie mean? Well, roofing is just where you put slip somebody a um, a drug in their drink, and then they're sort of all drowsy, and you can have your wicked way with them. That's okay, what... that's roofie. Yeah, roofing. Oh. I'm surprised you haven't heard that, but okay. Um, so he no, would... they never tell you it before they do it. So he would approach his victims again, mostly men, late teens, early twenties. They'd been out drinking, so they're already a bit pissed, judgment impaired. He would take them back to their flat. Clearly, they would see him as no threat because, as we've just said, he's very slight, very small. Um, they would be given a drink. They would then black out and would be unaware they had even been raped until they were contacted by the police. And he was living in a flat just a few moments walk from a particular nightclub, Factory 251, in Manchester. And he claimed all the sexual activity was consensual. And you have a real difficulty here because obviously, you know, this has been proved. He has been found guilty and he is serving a long jail sentence. And I think the story this week is that um, uh, was his, his sentence was increased, I think. Um, and he appealed yes. against that and, and the appeal was dismissed. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Yes, that's, that's um, what I wanted to talk about because I, I, it's been a long time in coming. I can't remember what he was originally sentenced to but it was considered to be a particularly lenient sentence it was referred to the court of appeal by the attorney general judges rejected the prosecution course for a whole life jail term but they did increase the minimum time he must spend in prison and one of the things they noted was that he had shown absolutely no remorse about what had happened Mm -hmm. I don't think that Richard Baker would have been terribly remorseful I remember a comment from one of the legal team, if not the judge, saying that he didn't show a jot of remorse. <laughs> well, he, no, he thought it was his right. So Sinaga was... Um, his sentence was increased from 30 years to 40 years by the Court of Appeals. They've, they've given him an extra 10 years for bad behaviour. But I think that if that means that they're looking at the way that sex crimes are handled... I keep on using all the wrong words, don't I? How you sex, uh, sex manhandle crime. a sex, sex crime. Sex crimes are fondled. <laughs> they had another friendly face here. Do you remember Joseph McCann? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a nice another, guy. He, he's another champion, isn't he? Both of these are scary for different reasons. Two serial rapists, says the BBC, are serving life sentences and have had the minimum time they must spend in prison extended from 30 to 40 years by the Court of Appeal. So Joseph McCann, um, who was jailed at the Old Bailey for 37 offences, no less, involving 11 women and children, unfortunately. So they rejected calls for whole life jail terms which have never successfully been imposed in non-homicide cases. I thought that was relevant to a true crime podcast. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally relevant. I get it, yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's, I, think, I think this is really fascinating. I mean, if you want to talk the legal, the, sort of the legalities of it, it is really, really interesting that, first of all, you know, you had both of these, you know, really, really evil serial rapists who raped again and again and again. Uh, McCann convicted of, what, 37, I think he said, 37 offences yeah. against, I think, what, 14 different victims? And then um, Sinaga... Yeah. Vi- oh, 11. Uh, uh, OK, Sinaga, 159 offences against... Well, 48, nearly 50 men, 48 oh, men. Oh, well, that was those he was convicted for, and now they think it's 206, Yeah, don't yeah but we're just talking about com- convictions, oh, convicted, okay? Because so, yeah, right, you, okay. you can only be sentenced on what you're convicted for. So you've got these two, these two people, Sinaga in particular, 48 different victims. I mean, too many victims to fit in the court, quite possibly. And so you're saying, we think he should get a whole life term. He should get a life sentence. Now, you know, life is a sentence that is available to um, in rape. Um, but a whole life sentence, that is a life sentence with no minimum term, so you will uh, never, ever be released, is that's... I can see how judicially. I mean, that's the, that's the big one. It's you know, if if you have a system that doesn't have capital punishment, and we don't, and I can't see capital punishment ever coming back. Um, if you have that system, then putting somebody in prison for the rest of the, their life with no possibility that they might ever be released, no hope whatsoever that one day in their you know frail old age they might be allowed out again. If you have that as your ultimate sanction, then you you would think you reserve that for the absolute worst crimes and is raping somebody you know in law raping somebody is not as bad as murdering somebody i mean that's really really clear and really straightforward that doesn't necessarily I find that quite weird because the witness statements on sanaga have amounted to ruined lives yeah, so sure. is it better to live a ruined life than to actually have your life taken there's a question well that is a big question and that's something that of course you know the the courts have to consider and what the courts have decided is that actually having your life ruined is not as bad as actually being murdered so can i just ask why yeah. rapists because sanaga and old uh, mccann have neither showed any remorse uh, That's right. as, as has richard baker is there some a trend amongst rapists that's a really good question. I mean, How about I sp- War Boys? Do you remember, have any recollection of his remorse status? Well, yeah, I mean, War Boys showed remorse and has actually been released. But I think my recollection is, at the time that um, the appeal court was hearing whether he should be released or not, a lot of his victims were saying, oh, the remorse he's showing, it's just crocodile tears. He's just pretending so that he gets he qualifies for parole and gets released. And I suppose the difficulty is, really, does showing remorse actually even mean anything? Saying, oh, I'm genuinely sorry when you've carried out a heinous crime, it's not surprising that the victim is going to say, well, do you know what? I don't believe you. So I suppose... Do you know who we need to talk about this? Malice uh, podcast and... uh... Uh, Riddle Me This podcast. They're both. Um, they do this psychological side of crimes. They do, and uh, they're both. They're both very good for that reason. They could perhaps shed some light on on these connections because I also think this is a personal conclusion. Criminals seem to, whether they're rapists or murderers, they seem to get, come in two camps. Sort of the one, the like wet blanket. Ian Huntley, sort of a bit drippy. But wet blankety, and then on the other hand, there tend to be these people who are just self-righteous, and that, that's their kind of vindication for their crimes. Does that make any sense? Full of full of self, full of righteous fury. I think the fury must have been quiet, if you know what I mean, because they don't seem furious when they're in the dock, do they? <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. I suppose all your fury's been knocked out of you because you can't rape anymore. 
Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there are there are well. So Sinaga is saying the, this sex was always consensual, and that's why he, I suppose, has shown no remorse because he doesn't believe he raped these men. He says in his case, it was consensual. They wanted me to do it, and I suspect that Richard Baker would say the same thing. If you know, I, I don't know what his case is, but he would say, "Oh, the, the sex was consensual. That was um, that was my case." Now. Um, so I suppose. Okay, so so in Sonaga's mind, these guys had been knocked out, and that was their. That's what they wanted for him to sexually assault and film them. Presumably, yes. All these I mean... guys who came to and in their rec- had no recollection of this, and when they were informed because the police contacted them, broke down. I don't think Sonaga agrees that he drugged them. I think Sinaga's claim is that the sex was consensual and that the men had agreed to being filmed while pretending to be asleep. So the videos the police had from his phone that showed these guys basically drugged out, having been, you know, raped. He says, oh, they wanted me to film them pretending to be asleep. I mean, it's a pathetic, you know, it's, 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 it's yeah. feebleness. It's just nonsense. Yeah. But, but that, that is his case. I've heard that in saying. the trial before, though. <laughs> what? The, they were filmed no. while they pretended to be asleep? Yes. Oh, okay. Which trial yeah. was that? That was one of the rape trials that I sat on as a juror. Let's not go into that because we can't talk about things that happen in the jury room. Um, anyway, it so wasn't that... in the jury room. That was evidence in court. Oh, actually, okay, in court. Yeah, I suppose you can talk yeah. about that. Yeah, you just need to be very careful that you don't talk about things that were going through the jury deliberations on any particular Ooh, granny, named case. Granny, suck eggs. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, listen. Um, Hutley's okay. a wet biscuit. He is, yes. And as is Levi Belfield with his high pitched voice that I keep referring to. <laughs> Levi Belfield! So, this guy, Sinaga, so, I mean, yes. I mean, it, it, there's lots and lots about this story that's fascinating. Um, and I do, I do think that. I think that the judges got it right. I think that it was right to increase his sentence, given the sheer quantity and scale of his offending. And, yeah, the fact that he shows no remorse, I think, is not untypical among rapists. What made me want to include this crime in the podcast is that when you sit and you read the details the and you look at the evidence pictures that are available online, and I'll, I'll post this article on our Twitter, YDLMF podcast that it's so private you know what this man did under the guise of being a kind of good Samaritan is just so two-faced and the extent of it is harrowing and that's why we're talking about it today because and that's why some of you have picked up on it and let me know so thank you for that that you think it's it's worthy of being included in our podcast just because of the scale of it as well so all in all just totally horrific and um, worth looking into just for the detail of the case if you didn't first time round also because you know these people were really jolly you've had a good night out and then you don't even know that's happened to you just shocking but and awful that, but that just just the final question i suppose there is <laughs> we keep saying that yeah. yeah but this is and this is a, a very controversial question i don't i'm not saying one thing or the other or whether i even have the answer but you have men who had no idea that anything bad had happened to them and were living their life and then they are contacted by the police and told that there is video footage showing them asleep having been possibly raped so i wonder how many of those men are thinking to themselves you know what i wish nobody had ever told me about this at all well it's just as well we didn't tell you when we dressed you up like a chicken <laughs> and dr- when we drugged you did you roofie me <laughs> did what did give, me, give me some drugs that was nine fifths harpic or something <laughs> yes. Didn't you notice that you were like pooing bubbles for days? <laughs> pooing bubbles. 
bubbles. Oh dear, I, I wish I could be like that cat and lick my own anus. Well, maybe he was licking it because it was so sparkly clean. <laughs> one to clean, one to polish. Two hey. sheets. Yes. Gislaine. We always like to keep up to date update. with what's happening with Gislaine. We need a jingle. Jizzy Jizz Lane. Oh, we need a Jizzy Jizz, a jizzy Jingle she, for Jizzy Jizz Lane. Well, we do, actually. Warning, might be free by Christmas just because she's got so much money. Well, this is it. So her bail package is her, her lawyers are going to appear in court, I think, this coming week, and they are going to propose that she is bailed for a package totaling nearly 28.5 million US dollars. Now, that money is coming mostly from somebody who's supposedly rumoured to be her husband, a tech CEO called Scott Borgerson, and the rest of it's being uh, put up by her brothers Kevin and Ian, who... I don't really get this. I don't really get why there's someone rumoured to be her husband. Is everything in this woman's life a lie? Well, yeah, I mean, she's previ- she has previously refused to identify any husband. But, of course, if this bail is posted, uh, she was denied bail of $5 million in July after prosecutors argued that she wasn't revealing the full truth about her finances. Now, she's seeking bail for a second time. And if she does get this bail, then it's quite clear that she will have had to at least confirm that this guy, Borgerson, is her husband. So she will at least have to uh, kind of cough to that. So, so this is it. I mean details that I assume she doesn't want made public are sort of leeching out sort of stage by stage. And this is why I think this we are going to keep coming back. This is just a short update on this story. But I think we are going to keep coming back to this, coming back to this as more and more sort of kind of gets out about uh, Gislaine's jizzy lifestyle. Oh, dear judge, what is yeah. it about Gislaine's <clears throat> five different identities, numerous passports and habit of absconding that <laughs> makes you set bail at a fee that all her chums can afford. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. But oh, I mean, she might not get this It's beginning bail. I mean, to look a lot like Christmas exit <laughs> for her, isn't it? <laughs> beginning to look a lot like Jismas. Right, um, yeah, on that happy next. note, we're moving on to... So this is, this is, a, this is I mean, I don't know, if it, is it funny? Is it sad? Is it pathetic? It's certainly pathetic. So TV New Zealand's breakfast show has apologised after it was pranked into... <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is so they have this kind of like you know celebrating a great um, marriage sort of segment in their show just before eight a.m. in the morning, and this sequence began with a still of Fred and Rosemary West and the the hosts um, Jenny May Clarkson and Indira Stewart started saying Francis and Violet Eastwood celebrate their thirtieth wedding anniversary as a picture of Fred and Rose West appeared on screen. I love it," said Clarkson. "This is their children's favourite photo of them taken on their honeymoon." way back in 1990, uh, said Clarkson, as Sister Sledge's We Are Family was playing in the background. <laughs> what idiots. I mean, the thing is, though, how, did they... I mean, Fred and Rosemary West are, are world infamous, if that's even a thing. They are known... Their notoriety for the evil they did surely is spread around the world. I can't believe that two journalist yeah. presenters and a top show uh, in New Zealand wouldn't know who they were. What was my immediate reaction to you? Wasn't it, uh, well, there you go about the, yeah, um, you know, yeah. the stuff of today. I mean, only if, you're, if you've got 
production staff uh, under the age of about 15 would they not know who they are exactly. I mean they are in New Zealand but the other thing is it's definitely put them on the map hasn't it and then they gave a really mealy mouthed apology where they said they were really sorry they'd done an awful thing and then they said someone had taken advantage of our sleep deprivation and actually it was a really unkind joke to be oh, honest well that's uh, working as a journalist at the BBC I could always get away with the sleep deprivation card when I read breakfast news <laughs> you know no problem put what you like on there just apologise about it <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> but um, I do think and along with um, friend of the podcast Big Bear we both think that it's just a stunt oh do what you, do you think yeah maybe I have they should have done Soggy Biscuit instead well, that would have got them but they have, got form, they have got a form for this. They have been pranked before. In 2010, an unknown comedian managed to convince researchers that he was a pro-whaling um, campaigner called Jay Pryor. And he ended up live on the... I presume you mean whaling with an H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not and my he... kind of whaling. Yeah, no, yes. Wow. Oh, wait, nine, eight. And he ended up being interviewed on TVNZ about this. And, and at that time, um, TVNZ put out a statement saying, as a result of this prank, Breakfast is reviewing its setup." interview procedures and apologising to viewers for the error unfortunately <laughs> 10 years later they'd forgotten all the lessons they must have learned but I, I, I think 10 it. years is a long time in New Zealand TV news I do love the New Zealand accent though it's where eyes are ease and ease are eyes so oh I get so confused sex is pronounced six and six, six. is pronounced sex so I've been having six for six months well, I've had no Have six. For, I've had no six for six months. <laughs> no wonder you don't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> Moving <right>. on happily. <laughs> well, here, here, this is my way. This is the way I could get some sex. Maybe I How? could. I could book a room in a Do hotel. I could book a room in a hotel and then lure people in and tell them they're being filmed for a game show. They have to do challenges, naked challenges for a game show. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that just make you think? All right, then. Of course yeah, I will. But this is this is this is where you know people, and I'm guessing all the people who took part in this were young I'm, I'm guessing that um, got 31, oh, actually no 28, 28 and 31 so well when you're 54 like I am then they're young <laughs> maybe if you're 22 they're not young I don't anyway. know I thought all your cohorts were that age these days <laughs> so 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 these this is this is society's desperation for fame desperation for you know nudity desperation for nudity <laughs> desperation for their 15 minutes in the spotlight so in 2018 a 28 year old man went to the Metropolitan Police in London and said he had been filmed in a hotel room in East London by another man who claimed it was for a TV show and he had been made to take part in several nude challenges which were filmed by the suspect who kept the footage and then earlier this year so that was two years ago then earlier in 2020 a 31 year old man reported the same thing happening to him in 2013 well that's seven years ago so he would only have been what 24 at that time so you have this this happening to a 24 year old and a 28 year old and this is people who said they would they'd been approached by a man claiming to be in the entertainment industry and want saying they could take part in a game show for the chance to win five thousand pounds but they had to take part in these nude challenges what do you think the challenges were i know isn't that what you're thinking what is it do you have to pick something up do you have to i don't know do you know do you... i might be really good at this because i often indulge in a spot of naked hoovering <laughs> oh god nobody wants to hear that well maybe they do really maybe yes exactly hey listeners what about mitt's naked hoovering look at her with that uh, goodness me <laughs> It might have been. It might have been a thing she, before she, I had a child. She's turned it up to. Tur <laughs> she's turned it up to turbo suction. 
I'm sorry, as the mother's listening to this, or is it just me? I presume that everybody did that when they had a spare five minutes. <laughs> oh dear. It's out with the Dyson. Well, at least I don't do soggy biscuit. I've been trying to get, I've been trying to eke this back to soggy biscuit all the time. Because <laughs> it's now become my new obsession. It's replaced dog. Uh, what sort of vacuum cleaner have you got? Is it a Dyson? I've got a new Miele. Miele. How do you say it? How do is you it say M-I-E-L-E? that? Is it M-I-E-L-E? People say it in different ways. Is, is, yeah. It's not an Anthony Miele, is it? He, well, he, there's a <laughs> oh, top no. quality rapist. <laughs> oh, remind me he's of the, Miele. He's the M25 Hang rapist. On. Come on, we did him. He was a good one. Oh, yes. Wasn't he of Eastern European uh, Yeah, he was... Is he Polish? Uh, yeah, Polish, I think, um, from memory. Oh, he was really no, a but the thing is, he had, no, he, work, had a, he? He, he had a, I think, Polish family, but he actually grew up in the northeast. so he had this sort of strong Geordie accent. Oh, yeah. And that was... But what was the... Why am I thinking he was so awful? What was it that was... He was, was it children? No, it was, it was young women who he attacked. He was a railway worker, and he was driving around the M25 and basically attacking young women, and the police noticed this pattern. He showed no yeah, remorse. absolutely. Well, he died... Um, but he died in prison, didn't he, about uh, six months ago, was it? A year ago? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, did he? He gone. Okay. He dead. He dead! Going back to uh, this, these naked a- naked acts. <laughs> naked acts are fine, just not naked hoovering. What other cleaning can't you do in the nude, which is hazardous? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to put anything in a one of those sort of like um, mincers that you have, like in a, a waste disposal unit. <laughs> that could be a bit iffy. <laughs> I don't think you'd actually do that in the nude. No, probably though, would not. You? <laughs> I think it's it's there there cleaning acts that need. Um, <laughs> they need immediate attention that you do in the nude because you're like, oh, may just be out the shower, but I'll quickly I do that. I think about sort of like game show things though, because this is he was take to take part. It wasn't cleaning; oh, it yeah. was a game show. Oh yeah, what like star jumps, <laughs> star jumps, <laughs> <and stuff>. star <laughs> You know they don't get any but, women uh, doing this because you can't really. You need to. They do have that show um, naked attraction, don't they? Where? They do. You, I love the way that you're saying they as if you never watch it. Haven't <laughs> I have you? watched it. <laughs> I know you do, because you talked about it before. Anyway. I know you love it. I know you secretly harbour a desire to be behind that screen. I don't know, would you... And then raising that curtain Would you rather be a picker bollocks. or a picky? <laughs> well, either way, you have to get your oh, kids yeah, you off, don't you? have to get your kids off. That goes that saying. I'd rather be a... Well, I don't know. I don't want to be a picky because I don't want to see that screen when you just see all the willies at once. I think I might keep well, over. The, you, well, that's you're the picker then, because the one who does the picking is the one who stands and looks at the screen with all the willies. If you're the picky, you're behind a screen. You don't. You can't see. You don't see willies. anything. And I mean, if you get eliminated right at the start, that's going to be quite bad for your self-esteem, isn't it? Have you noticed they all... Oh, for people who may not be au fait with this show, it's um, a bunch of naked people standing on little plinthy things on podiums. Not that I've watched it or tweet about it regularly, but um, then you've got one person reviewing all the bits of the body from the feet upwards, saying whether they'd want to get together with this person, and then they eventually come out with their bits out. (laughs) and They always toddle off together, don't they, in the nude? Because they don't have shoes on. It's a dating show where you pick the person on the basis purely of physical attraction, not on whether they're nice or not, and they're revealed a bit at a time. Therefore the name, Naked naked Attraction. attraction. There you go. 
anyway but right well um so yeah so uh, so anyway to, just to f- finish up our story about our fake nude game show a 29 year old man was arrested in january 2019 but he's been released under investigation now what police are doing is they're appealing for any other victims who may have been a victim of similar crimes or incidents from 2013 to the present day to come forward presumably they're doing a sort of a, a hoovering up dare i say exercise to see if there are any other victims before they charge this guy yeah they've made an appeal haven't they do you think they'd be interested in my naked hoovering? There wasn't any, anyone else involved. Go on, then. Should I just say, hey, guys, here's a photo? <laughs> yeah, well... Talking by... of photos, yeah. I'd really like to thank Glamorous News Lady for <laughs> her homemade version of Mr Hanky, the Christmas poo. Very festive. <laughs> she, what, she, she put her own poo on it, did she? That's nice. It's for the school, her kids' um, school Christmas art competition, something that makes you smile at Christmas. And they stuffed some tights and made Mr. Hanky the Christmas boo, who's always been a favourite of mine, I've got to say. <laughs> Mr. Hanky the Christmas boo. Small and brown, he comes from. <laughs> I'll say in a nutshell that um, the existence of Soggy Biscuit, or what did you call it, Ben? Uh, wet Cracker. Wet cracker, or actually, we'd love to know if you're listening from Nigeria, do you have a game in which men stand in a circle and mutually masturbate, or perhaps women, and all the stuff that goes on in the middle gets consumed? And tell us what your local delicacy is that <laughs> the game may be named after. Do let us know. But we've had Soggy Biscuit, as I know it, confirmed by a listener. So I'll leave it at that. Okay, all right. Well, whoever you are, you Mm. know who you are, and thanks for confirming the Soggy Biscuit game. I want to say to our regulars, who I don't always mention, and people who are following us, new followers, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your support, as well as fellow podcasters and um, Ian for your weekly piss takes out of us on social (laughs) media. Thank you for those. They're always so apt. I need to say say thank you to John, my chum from uh, BBC Look East News, who said that he enjoys listening to. I was chatting to him the other day, so thank you, John. Look East, what patch? East of England. It's hence the name Look East. I know, but what? Where is that then? Oh well, it's, where's um, the cover? Well, it covers Cambridgeshire, Norfolk, Suffolk, parts of Essex, parts of Northamptonshire, parts of Hertfordshire, parts of Lincolnshire. It's a bit of a. Whopper. What did he think of us? He's no, he just thinks it's, he says yeah, he enjoys listening. It's very funny, which is nice. Oh, would he like to say that to my email so that I can be acquainted? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail dot com, or is that I'll, going too far? I, I'll tag you on Twitter or something like that. I don't know. Okay, and we're heading towards the Christmas period, so yeah. um, we may get a little bit more festive next week, or may not. <laughs> See how you're feeling. <laughs> Why have I got cat written on my pad for something we had to talk about? Cat. Oh yes, because we, we had to talk tie about up. it. Carry on. You wanted to say something else, didn't you? No, I was just, I was just asking if you had any pets and whether you enjoyed them looking at you while they were licking their own anus. No, maybe I should buy one though, so that they can lick. <laughs> Their own private parts while I hoover in the nude. Maybe your little child would like a pet, who knows? She really wants a dog. Oh, sweet. Well, not really, because I don't want to buy a dog. The thing is, is, at least a cat will lick its own anus and then go and do its own thing. A dog will lick its anus and then come and lick your face. My face? Well, anybody's face. I mean, that's what dogs do. That is what they do. But you gave me an image of you doing that. Why did I think... Earlier, we were speaking (laughs) about it. (laughs) You did, because I told... Because you were on your way to the gym earlier, which is why I had to wait, (laughs) and why my daughter is now waiting for her lunch. Age four? How sad is that? Because I'd said that your gym visit shouldn't be quick, because all you do is go there, pick your nose. And I forgot to say, you pick your nose, then take a selfie and leave. And you said what? 
I said, I also <laughs> scratch my anus. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said oh, no. you should take a long... You, you lick your anus, you said. Did I, I didn't mean that. I don't well, do that. Well, you said something, and then you also said, I <laughs> lavishly scratch my balls oh, that's as well. right, yeah. <laughs> I put the hand out the front of my joggers and lavishly scratch my balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you sure you're actually in the gym and not down <laughs> Raimondo Sanaga's house? Boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said it completely wrong. Reynard Sanaga. No, no, no bail for me. Anyway, on that happy note... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a pun for bail and bollocks. I won't bail your bollocks out. Oh, God. Sorry, oh. bail your ass. <laughs> bail your ass out of jail. OK, and on that baleful note... <laughs> Bye-bye. Have a good week. Bye.